Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi and welcome to Why Did You Make Me Watch That with me, Holly Frew. And me, Ronan Warfield. Hi Ronan. Hey Holly, how are you? Good. Um, Sorry, I I won't speak too loud because I don't want to hurt your ears because of the hungoverness. I'm not hungover anymore. (laughs) Your your candor is very touching. Thank you. But no, I've gotten over the hangover that I was previously suffering from. Yes. Yeah. yeah, You were in Cork, though. Uh, We were in Cork for uh, my mom and dad's 50th wedding anniversary, and that was lots of fun, uh, lots of stress and all the rest of it. But when we got back, it was mine and Lisa's eight-year anniversary. So... We decided to go out and have a few yeah, drinks awesome. and uh, celebrate the anniversary. Yeah. And uh, yeah, paid for it all day yesterday. It was good <laughs> fun. Yeah. yeah. Like we were supposed to be recording this yesterday and I texted you going, uh, <laughs> any, any chance we can postpone? Because I think I might be dying. I know. It's like, <laughs> so. it's, I, I'm going to literally vomit all over this microphone if yeah, I... Yeah do this today which is totally <laughs> fine be like yeah this film was very intro oh, it's very intro oh. <laughs> and then it'll just be like ronan will have like gone and yeah. I, i'm just there like uh so guys <laughs> 45 minutes of holly padding while i dry reach you know <laughs> <laughs> oh just like Pretend. every just like every just, recording it's like every time you know yeah. just like every time i hide it really well but you do on this occasion i can't hide it so <laughs> I, I i ask for a postponement and, uh, and here we are and here lovely, we are now but look we're idea. doing it so yeah. that's all that matters it is um yeah i can't think of what i did uh over the weekend i was how's the animal sitting going yeah i'm finding yeah it's going fine. I'm Dr. Doolittle-ish. <laughs> so, like, because it's not full-on Dr. Doolittle. Like, I think if I was, like, maybe and minding a bird. Actually, you and... can't actually talk to animals, like. Oh, yeah, and that is that. Yeah, I can't yeah, actually yeah. talk to them. Um, But, yeah, a dog and a cat is always fun, you know, fun little mix. It's and, true. It's true uh, but, yeah, I think if there was, like, a bird in there and maybe, like, a hamster or something just to mm. kind of. That would be real. You complete the set, you get up at a petting zoo. Yeah. 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 Do you know, Spike actually just looked up at me there, Spike the dog. Like he's just staring me out of it now. I think he's yeah. kind of like, don't you, don't you fucking think about no, getting no. any other cool. animals coming in here? Coming it's in here. A, you talking about me, couch. bitch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> What'd you say, bitch? What'd you say? Did you give me my lunch? Huh? Uh-uh. Huh? No aggressive spiky oh my god calm down he's just assertive he's not aggressive he's assertive yeah 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 in a non-dominant that's the kind of you know the the dog whisperer whatever his name is oh the the mexican fella i can't remember his name yeah he's like dominant it's always like anyway (laughs) just very (laughs) interesting dog conversation yes yes um cool okay sure we'll get into it um i think i can't even remember did i go first last week um i think i did you did i think i think i did yeah okay 
So I honestly can't remember. <laughs> After the weekend I've had, I'm lucky to remember my name. I know, yeah, I fair enough. Um okay, so my choices were uh contact or mm. run Lola Run. Mm. And I picked contact. Yeah, I was hoping you'd pick contact actually. Oh, cool. Yeah. I uh I legit was like um Although Run All Run is excellent, I do recommend yeah. you go back to it. Like, it's, like it's these good. are two like Titan films in the nineties, and mm. uh, like I I remember like I remember them getting all of the awards and accolades and just kind of like all of the hype, mm. and um, but uh, I I I never kind of actually watched uh, watched them like I kind of feel like Run Lola Run could have been like in a background of a house party on a DVD uh, back in the day because that's kind yeah. of you know because that was what we did in house parties back then you couldn't but like you know there was you just had it on in the background it was like there was no like lights or you know the way people when you go to a house yeah. party you now it's all like somebody has like an LED light going and a screen with a sting on it like and but back then it was just like CD player playing music you know arty film in the background like that was your yeah, house yeah. party Back, uh, very pr- pretty cool for ourselves you know mm, doing yeah. that we were very impressed with ourselves we were yeah but um so i know i definitely didn't actually i don't really know the story um but yeah so basically it was just down between those two and i kind of felt like in the mood to watch um an english-speaking film and I, that's really horrible but it was just like <laughs> if i i actually don't have the energy to do the subtitles at the moment so um yeah You're racist i know i know i felt totally bad and like un totally uncultured i was like okay so i'm gonna watch them uh you know but then i felt like jodie foster always does the good stuff so it's she not, always delivers yeah, yeah yeah she always delivers she always actually chooses like really good like films you know to be a part of so it's like okay um right so this is like an actual savage beast of a film uh so like do fly in if you want to help me tell the story of course um but basically Jodie Foster as I mentioned is the main character and she plays Dr Ellie Arroway and she works for a program uh in an observatory in puerto rico so it's all about radio communications and you see a kind of a throwback at the beginning with her and her dad and they're messing around with one of those um sort of radio receivers that like truckers have and uh she's kind of like contacting people in like the state and then she's contacting people like further in it like a different state and it's Mm -hmm. a real sort of bonding moment between her and her dad and uh, I think she's around 10 years old at that at that point. And so she you can see this like interest of, you know, connecting and contact with like other people further afield. Mm. Um, you know, and, and, you know, that's going to be like a theme throughout the film. It's and be, also it's going to be her passion in life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like a thing her and her dad are doing. So there's a closeness there. And basically then we find out as well then her her dad uh suddenly passes away as well but then you can see her kind of continuing um to do this kind of radio frequency stuff through college and 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 so you know it's like okay this is her 
this is her life. She's like a scientist and she's getting involved in this kind of radio wave communication. Um, mm. So yeah, so she's part of this program in this observatory and it's basically where they have these massive satellite dishes and they listen and observe frequencies that are going out or sorry, connecting to the satellite to coming in. Yeah. And um, they just want to like hear what's going out around. They're basically, they're basically searching for radio signals using this very high powered telescope, which fun fact is called the Arecibo facility, which was destroyed last year in a hurricane. Oh my so God. It's a real place that they was operational up until a few years ago and then it just fell into disrepair and then got destroyed last year. So they're going Yeah. Cause it's actually like, that is where this was. Well, the original one in Port. Yeah. Do you say Puerto Rico? Puerto Rico. Yeah. Yeah. So basically in terms of the story then and the present day conundrum, uh, Dr. Arroway is under is that, so her funding is, um, about to be pulled in Puerto Rico and then this what she's doing is considered a kind of waste of time and money and everything else yeah very wishy-washy like not real search for aliens is not real science exactly yeah yeah Yeah. and it's all like she was literally labeled like you know basically a creator of science fiction in in Mm. a in a in a meeting she was at so she was just like no this is you know this is a good like possible real thing anyway and so a billionaire comes in uh played by John Hurt and he's he's a Haddon and he basically funds her then because he um has the resources to kind of track her like career and everything and he kind of really likes what she's actually doing and he basically is like I'll fund you you do your thing in New Mexico at this Mm. very large array or VLA VLA yeah the VLA um, also a real place yeah yes yeah so um yeah so basically her boss is always still trying to shut her down and mm. then her and her small team of misfit scientists which is always the way um yeah. she's there with her headphones on listening and she hears um kind of a few beats of signal and uh she's like they all basically all hell breaks loose and the team she goes back to the team they are analyzing what the signals are they're doing all these different tests and they're like this source is extraterrestrial as in it's like not from earth it's from somewhere else Mm. and um they get basically she informs then other bases around the world because this is like a large project but also something that she needs help with um and there's a little part of me as well when I was watching this that like it's kind of like oh America is like the world do you know like mm. a lot of films when they're, they're gonna get down that road like yeah, yeah yeah when they're dealing with like a global situation it's like there's never a UN intervention it's always just like okay so the US are doing this for the whole world yeah um, but yeah, so they obviously uh, butt heads with a few officials, and well, that actually becomes a thing in the film, like that because she doesn't think it's an it's an American thing that she thinks 
you know, it's it's a global thing. And she does end up calling scientists on the other side of the world straight away saying, are you seeing yeah. what we're seeing? Blah, blah, blah. And she gets exactly. other people involved, other countries involved. And the first thing the US government are like is you should have kept, you should have called us first. And they were like, no. Yes. This, is not a, this was not a direct call to the US. This was a call to the earth. Like, so, yes. yeah, blah, blah. And um, yeah, so basically exactly that the national security are around her then they're like you should have called us and she's like but this is bigger than us uh just like you said there um so the initial connection or the 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 initial contact that they received these these sort of beats um they realized they were actually they were actually a video um it was like video data being transmitted um into kind of uh sort of what you call it radio waves and mm. um it was actually the opening of the olympics which um the nazis actually yeah. transmitted yeah out and it it actually it was strong enough at the time to to leave earth's atmosphere kind of mm. and um so when they received this back it meant that someone had received that signal and they were sending it back. So they knew like, okay, so this was an actual sort of in a roundabout way, a sort of a message that like we've mm. received it. Um, but yeah, so basically then I have like some notes here that I made because it's like such a big kind of a story. It's a big canvas of a story, yeah, yeah. yeah. So then... They actually realized that they also received a load of data. Mm. Um, they were blueprints to a machine that, well, this is what uh, Dr. Um, what's her name? Arroway. She was like, this is a blueprint for probably a machine or it's probably like a transport device or something like that. And mm. like, and like, it was so funny because like the White House then are initially like, no, it's a fucking, it's a bomb. It's, it's a, like it's a, a weapon. Yeah, we yeah, build it. Yeah, it's like and super on the aggressive. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, so she was like, and, and anyway, so look, they did loads of tests and they realized, yeah, so it, it does look like kind of a transport device this thing is going to cost like a trillion billion dollars. So mm. they end up making it. And in the background of all of this is the kind of the Christian belief system. So yeah. even from the very beginning, actually, I, I left out one of the integral characters of this story, Matthew McConaughey. Mr. McConaughey, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> so at the very beginning, McConaughey and Dr. Alloway have a meeting or like they meet when she's in Puerto Rico at that first site and they have a little dalliance and um, McConaughey is actually uh, he's an actual sort of, well he was about to be a priest and then he left the seminary but yeah. he is kind of still very much a theologian and a sort of a spiritualist and is kind of an actual spiritual advisor in the White House. So he's yeah, still he, very he, much regarded in high stakes in that area. Yeah, he's kind of the, like he's the ant and you would call him the antithesis to her very science based view of the world where exactly. he has a very faith based thing. And that's kind of 
a team that kind of plays it through and then it plays into the whole what's the negative side of the the fate side of stuff which is the 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 the, the background i think you're able to get into there with the with the the terrorist group is it the, um, yes yeah. well they're sort of quite like they're pretty much the extremist then That's, yeah 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 so um so yeah we see like matthew mcconaughey and um dr alloway uh sort of have a little rendezvous at the very beginning and then uh what happens is they meet up then when she's actually in um oh wait there just one sec when when they're having their meeting about um the machine uh dr alloway notices like he's actually there in the white house again and they kind of rekindle their friendship um and yeah as you say she like he's the antithesis of her character and belief system which is actually great though because they they do bond over that and they kind of they appreciate each other's differences and like where she's coming from as a pure science you know if i can't prove it it doesn't exist and he's saying like his argument is always like even if you can't prove it, it can still exist, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the very the very nature of fate itself exactly is what he's saying. It's just like it's not fateness, it's blind fate, like you know. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. we see kind of a few characters pop up like in the background, and there's like this one guy in particular who's um it's fucking what's his name? He's always the, the Jake Busey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gary chronically story. the weirdo in, in movies. Yeah. And uh, so he's like this Christian fundamentalist kind of extremist because, uh, yeah, it really comes to a head then. There's when, also a protest happening in the background where they're like, uh, yes. science shouldn't be messing with matters of faith because this is clearly a message from God, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, and there's a yeah. huge, like, media kind of furore over like you know this is ruining sort of this is interfering with god's plan like you know do you want that do you want one just one person to to meet god like they kind of it was very much like um which i'm pretty sure if it actually did happen would also be uh yeah like, yeah as well you could definitely you could definitely see it turning into a, a debate that a religious that shaped that around that yeah exactly <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. it all comes to a head, you're gonna say. So yeah, then they go ahead and they decide to make this actual machine that the aliens sent the blueprint of. And I have to say, even though this film is like a good few years old, it mm. still actually looks so impressive. Mm. Um, and it doesn't lose its kind of doesn't look. It still looks uh like as if this design would have been designed like today. Uh, yeah. It's so cool. And anyway, um, so they make this. There is a big debate over who is going to be the person. And they had like a few key candidates, Dr. Arroway being one of them, but also her boss uh, went up for it too, who is kind of like a higher rank than she is and who obviously is a bit more chummy with all of the heads and officials. So he actually ends up getting the role of being the person to make this contact. Mm-hmm. And in the training and in the like preparing of the craft to do to make this contact, uh, your man Busey uh, does a terrorist threat 
on the craft or the, the machine. machine. He's dressed up as a worker and he's got a bomb strapped to his chest and it's a horrible scene. Like it's just real. It's just one that grows and grows. I know. And you're like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Yeah. So that ends that. Uh, it ends, obviously her boss is gone. And so that role has kind of been resigned then. And the machine has been wiped out. And this was a huge, like, as I said, trillion million dollar machine mm. um but mr hirsch comes back aka hadden the billionaire are you gonna do full spoilers i know the film's like nearly 30 years old but... i know i was thinking like i might leave it here just in case yeah. anyone does want to watch it yeah but basically yeah. Yeah. there's another machine yeah because it was his company that had all the contracts to do all the, the, the subcontracts to build the machine. Yeah. And they essentially used government money to build two of them on one on the sly is the is the twist. So yeah. And yeah. you can but you know, I'll leave it there because it goes into possibly like it goes into the kind of what happens next is extremely interesting and mm. You know it's worth watching just even Definitely. for that bit but yeah, it's yeah. worth watching overall because it's it's a great i loved this film yeah i can't believe you've never seen it like that's like this is... it, it was one of those ones that you know has been around and but like you just kind of i don't know it just kind of comes and goes in the cinema and then you, you just need kind it to be of... made watch it yeah kind of probably <laughs> actually um but yeah, so it was just, it was the perfect for me. It was a perfect amount of science fiction and then thriller. Mm. Um, Cause it kind of almost like, there's a lot of scenes in this that are nothing to do with actual space. Um, and actually kind of almost like a political courtroom drama, mm. you know, like, cause it was quite, there was a lot of, you know, meetings with like panels of, government and you know so it was kind of intriguing in that way and then mm. also just the like subject matter is kind of you know it wasn't just like action and guns killing aliens it was like you know actual about real people and how we are how we and, genuinely and, deal with this like yeah yeah and kind of yeah. like what how do we really feel about making contact with the out with stuff outside of our own and you know there's lots of different questions like you could actually write a thesis on this movie i'd say i'd say there's probably mm. loads of thesis already. i'm sure there are loads yeah yeah now i rewatched it there when i was when i was suggesting it for yourself and it's mad because the last time i'd watched it was a few years back and i'd be like you know would, would we be able to you know as a society handle this you know news like this and i was yeah. like back when the film was made probably now no way we've gotten worse like in the last 25 years like i think we've gone yeah. backwards a bit like i don't think i don't think there's any way we could trust the people in power now to deal with this probably like probably so. like the technology is better yeah but in but terms the, of like governance and like who's society not yeah so much yeah like yeah. we would not be able to agree on one thing like no yeah. um but this was a massive film in terms of like the length of the time that it was made. So there was huge issues with it. Um, like, so basically this film 
was like this uh it was originally so it was actually made in 1997 mm. but uh carl sagan and uh what's her name uh yeah it's based on the novel written in 1985 but actually before that sagan actually made a treatment wrote a treatment in 1979 so so they did the treatment first and they sent it to warner brothers they were getting it developed then that stalled and then in 1985 carl sagan actually wrote a a novel of it Mm. because he was like well if you're not going to fucking make the movie i'm going to write the novel yeah then from the novel then it kind of escalated in the early 90s then to to be a movie and yeah, Robert Zemeckis then just kind of took it under his wing and made it. But, and then he passed um, away before it was released. I know. And it has yeah, a lovely yeah. like for Carl written on. At the end, yeah. But like this, the storyline, it just doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like a 70s. Like it doesn't feel like an 80s or a 90s or a noughties. It's really timeless. Like, yeah. It's, only, yeah. I, I was even looking at the, you know, because obviously like there's courtroom stuff and there's, like you know office things and whatever and like the satellite dishes still look impressive the actual the ship or the sort of machine itself looks really impressive Mm. and the only thing that you can tell the age of this movie is initially when she hears the um radio waves and she goes into she goes back to the office with the other scientists and she's like, come on, let's like see these radio waves. And like, she's literally, so, she's like, bring in that other, we need to see this on a TV because they realized it was a video wave yeah. uh, frequency. And someone brings in, this <laughs> it monstrous. looks like a massive box. <laughs> and it's just like, bring in this TV. Yeah. And they're literally but of course, like, like fat screens weren't even commercially available back then. Like, yeah, just, no, not at all. Yeah. Sure, they were not on the market till like almost the noughties. Like, yeah, and I five, uh, ten years where you'd see even computer monitors being flat. Like, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so it was like those, and and then the actual, you know, the the monitors and a bit of the computer usage in, in just you know what they're doing their sort of tests and stuff. Like, you can kind yeah. of see. And the, the other thing that I. The other thing that ages it is they've done the Forrest Gump thing where they inserted the at the time real president yes. into the footage. And it's Bill and Clinton. Sort of like, and it's Bill Clinton. And they cut him in to make him seem like he's talking about what they found. And, yeah. and they, cut him in, they cut him in with footage of the actors in the film and all. And it, it looks pretty okay, but obviously it ages it, you know, because but Clinton's not president I, anymore. I was so. actually about to say that. the You see, because TV looked a bit shit, like it wasn't mm. high definition whatsoever. Yeah. And especially American because it's all that NTSC PAL stuff. So yeah. it's like, it's it's a different sort of format. It's such a different format to what it looks yeah. now. And yeah. like, so when they have that old footage of Bill Clinton, they basically just had to make their film footage look shit. And that blended in with the Bill Clinton original footage. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, like... Yeah. They just had to downgrade their film stock to make yeah. it look like TV. Like, yeah. And so actually, I think those shots where they kind of try and put them in the same frame look like oh, like pretty good mm. and probably better than if it was in high def 
and 4k you know because then it's like really blending you know and you're it's that's just makes it whereas actually when you're doing sort of the rough with the rough it kind of actually makes it look seamless like more seamless than maybe with high definition or whatever yeah you know I do but uh yeah so this was this was a great watch I'm really glad you made me watch it and Mm. um yeah I think uh I would recommend even re-watching it if you've already watched it yeah yeah no definitely I'm glad you liked it because this is yeah easy top five for me now of all time Um, yeah I really honestly didn't think I would like it this much oh cool I'm delighted to hear excellent excellent well will we move on to my choice yes go for it I can't even Uh, oh yeah so my choices were uh the Jordan Peele horror um get out or get get out the fuck or get the fuck out get out the Um, fuck yeah yeah Jordan O'Peel yeah yeah get out the fuck or the breaker uppers um and I went for the breaker uppers oh good I'm actually really glad you did Good really? I'm not. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yay. Uh, <laughs> I think you have something against Kimi comedy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a little bit racist now. Um, <laughs> anyway, so this comes from New Zealand. It's from 2018. It is written, directed, and stars Madeline Sammy and Jackie Van Beek, um, who I wouldn't have been familiar with at all before this. Um, but I'm assuming they're obviously a, a big deal comedy wise in New Zealand um they've been in a few Taika Taika Waititi oh really yeah right, okay yeah oh fair enough yeah um but anyway so they, they fairly small their... enough parts but I'd say they are probably bigger in New Zealand yeah yeah um yeah that makes more sense so uh essentially they uh two best friends who run an agency called the Breaker Rubbers in Auckland um and their job is to basically help uh, people break up with their partners because the relationship has died or isn't working and they're too afraid to break up with them themselves I guess or just uh, the other person is making it too difficult for them but essentially uh, that's their job so you know if you want them to pose as you know the other woman that you this you know the person who wants to break up might be seeing they'll pose as the pregnant you know bit in the side or whatever or uh, when we when we open the film, they're dressed as police officers who are telling a woman that her partner has disappeared and probably dead. And in reality, he's sitting out in the car, uh, hiding in the back seat. And so they basically just get in the car after they told this woman who's hysterical, obviously, um, that that her her boyfriend is missing, presumed dead, and he basically just hops out the car and orders off to we find out later Rio de Janeiro, um. To start a new life so this is essentially what they do uh and they do it for money and business seems to be good the, we had a quick cut it's of all the different yeah yeah it's a growth industry uh so we get a quick cut of all their different escapades uh helping people break up with other people um uh so essentially what happens then is they uh they get a 17 year old kid uh who's uh basically about to be a rugby star seems and he wants to break up with his girlfriend uh doesn't know how but he's basically very stupid you know <laughs> he's incredibly thick um <laughs> and uh he basically is yeah he's, he's he's he wants to break up with his girlfriend and he enlists their help um and they they one of them poses as his uh new girlfriend 
who basically uh, is going to break up with uh, him in front of the other girl, who turns out to be an incredibly rough uh, uh, woman who doesn't take kindly to this news um, and essentially ends up running, her and her friends run the two of them and the 17-year-old kid. What is the guy's name, actually? What's his name? Jordan. That's his name. So his name is Jordan. He's a 17-year-old. So Jordan wants to break up with his girlfriend. The two girls help him, but they end up getting chased out of it by uh, the girls, uh, her and her gang. Um, Yeah, she's kind of, like, got a good like posse i wouldn't say she's a gang yeah. per, like it's not a gang but it's like her group of mates are rough yeah they're like, all rough. yeah they're very rough and she's very you know curt and she's like what the fuck did you just like um all that kind of stuff like uh for absolutely no reason angry all the time and this is why essentially he wants to break up with her but he's too stupid to, to do it himself like um so uh at, at this point we start and he's he's look. he's silly but he's also like 17 as well so yeah he's, he's also like, 17 yeah i yeah. don't know what to do yeah i don't know what to do yeah exactly um i like your new zealand accent very strong <laughs> <laughs> um so uh essentially at this point we see that jen and mel are starting to have uh, differing opinions on the agency itself and um, mel would be not as committed i guess um, and then at that point, we find out in their backstory that the reason the, the, the how they met in their early 20s or their mid 20s was that they were both um, sleeping with the same man uh, at the same time. Um, and when they found out, they became friends. And uh, we, get the, we get the impression that Jen's uh, resentment of that situation leads her to drive this agency, which is essentially, you know, dealing with breakup and heartache and yeah because it's all it's all a reflection of her own heartache which she's still hung up on of course um yeah so uh but at this point uh mel uh, starts having second thoughts about the agency she ends up feeling rotten rotten guilty about the the first breakup that we've seen with the with the woman who was um hysterical about her boyfriend being missing presumed dead um and yeah, they they end up sort of semi bonding, or uh, uh, Jen or Mel sort of semi bonds with the woman, um, uh, and Mel is or uh, Jen starts getting super resentment resentful over that. Um, they sort of have a falling out over that. Um, there's lots of little mini yeah, scenes in there that I was you know, pushing on, and it's quite funny and cringe at the same time. And yeah, um, but uh, yeah, the police so station. The police station thing is very funny, I will say. Uh, essentially, they, they, they have a run in with, with the woman uh, who insists on coming along in their police car, uh, which is to just find their old her, car. To find her to, husband or her partner. To find her, yeah. Uh, but And she ends up basically uh, forcing them to bring her to the police station so she can see the report. Uh, of course, she's at the police station and she's not. And they're not police. Stuff. And they're not police. Uh, so uh, I think it's one of, the, one of the real police people, the woman mistakes and for a couple of strippers isn't isn't that the yeah area? yeah and so you have to have to do a strip dance in the middle of the station um but of course that un- unravels all the all the the lies as far as the woman is concerned so she finds out that they're not uh, real they're not real and her husband's not really missing or no her boyfriend is not really missing he's just done a runner so um and then at that point the two girls fall out and and yeah i won't say any more than that because there is an ending to it all yeah um, but I think that's as far as I can go. It's such it. a mad premise. I think that's what kind of struck me as like, this is a really interesting story. Yeah. You know? Um, I, I found the bits in it funny. 
um, and some of the stuff that they do is quite funny as well. And the two girls itself are are are, are all, I just found as you, as I said the premise is is a bit out there, but I found it a bit too out there. Okay, yeah. Uh, to to find the rest of it hilarious, I kind of that was holding me back essentially. Okay, um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah no not the worst it's an hour and 20 minutes and that's literally you know that's 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 yeah it's a little time killer that's all it is like you know it's not the funniest thing ever um i'm looking at the ratings and the reviews that i got online i don't think it's worth all that to be honest um oh really it wasn't. i actually never looked it up online let me see yeah it got some good scores and some excellent reviews and i'm left thinking no nah, it didn't do that for me now and i wasn't that impressed by it Oh, it's humorous, okay. but yeah, but um, yeah, because I am um, what you call it. It's a uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think it's I I liked it. I think it's worth a watch. But yeah, as you say, it's like an hour and 20. It's not, you know, taxing in any way. And if no. you kind of love us, it's, it's just sort of a funny take on a rom com because you know, rather than having sort of a fairy godmother uh, bringing people together or like a Cupid character bringing people together, mm. it's like these people are literally getting paid to break people up. To and do the opposite, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that in itself is like going to cause like, you know, a bit of conflict and drama and stuff. But like, yeah, I I, I thought I, I found them very funny characters, but I mm. totally understand like, yeah, I mean the premise is a bit crazy yeah and it could have been that maybe i just wasn't in the mood for some quirky i don't know but it is very quirky and there are some funny bits that i i did enjoy but on the whole yeah no i wouldn't be recommending this to anyone essentially um the that cop in it um a police officer o'leary so you know the the woman that they do the dance for the actual the, the real strip cop. dance yes yes like, yes so she plays the police officer in um, the what we do in the shadows, the oh, Taika Waititi yeah. vampire movie. But yeah, actually, yeah. her and the other cop in it, um, in in that movie. So she literally plays like a cop in the Breaker Uppers, what what we did in the shadows, and um, there's an actual spinoff. Uh, called wellington paranormal have you heard of that all right okay no no, no. so it's her and the other guy uh, the other policeman and so they're literally they have this like this little unit in a police station and it's just for paranormal activity right, around okay. wellington because <laughs> okay. wellington has like a load of paranormal activity all of a sudden so mm. I, it's on sky comedy it's on like so it's out there on different platforms and stuff uh, but yeah, so I think that would be if if you kind of you know fancied something like that again. Mm, but and are they, is she playing the same character or is it's it just... literally the same character? It's like yeah. police officer. Name, are we and supposed to assume that they're all set in the actual same movie universe sort of thing? Or? It's sort of it. It actually is. It's like um, whatever Taika Waititi's like. Uh, little universe that he's created in Wellington and Jermaine okay. Clement and those lads. Um, he has a very small cameo in it actually Jermaine Clement. Yeah. Yeah, which I did so like. So it's actually like they have like 
it's 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 kind of it is almost like they have their own little mini Wellington universe yeah, or a New Zealand universe with the with the paranormal stuff going on as well. Mm. But yeah, I love it though because I just think it's 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 a, she has this really good character and it's like why not use it in different different things? Yeah, yeah, no, that's interesting. I might uh, I might expand my horizons on this one, so maybe give it a second chance. Um, you know, look, give New Zealand a chance, okay? <laughs> no, why? <laughs> they suck. Hate on they're always beating us in they're always beating us in rugby. They suck. <laughs> no, I don't like it. Look, there was that one time, monster. <laughs> now we beat them a few. Years I know we have. We have. Yeah, it hasn't been. It's not totally uncommon, like for all of us to lose. Um, except it rarely does happen. And <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, exactly. But um, but yeah. So that was good. That's interesting. Uh, take on it. Um. But uh, yeah. I will have to say that due to our rating system being white or black and no in between, I hate that you made me watch this. Okay, Sorry. yeah, fair enough. Yeah. 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 That is totally <laughs> fine. I'm just not going to be friends with you anymore. Um, yeah, that's it. It's over. That's it. Yeah. Finished. No, this is the last podcast, everyone. So yeah. hope that's you fine. enjoyed that and <laughs> take care. <laughs> oh, she stood up and walked out. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was joking. She's actually left. <laughs> and there's just a test tone. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Except it's actually me doing test tone. It's not yeah. actually a test tone, but just, you know, just let you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So I actually totally didn't think of anything to give you for watching for next week yet. Oh, that's okay. Um, I can give you your two if you want. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you have it. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Um, I'm going to give you a couple of um, on the on the assumption you haven't seen them, of course, a couple of uh, Aaron Sorkin films. Or okay, yeah. uh, just I'm going to uh, write this down now, cool. and on my notepad because I cannot yeah. find a pen that works. <laughs> right, <laughs> I'm just having a little meltdown. It's fine. That's okay. okay. That's okay. Uh, all right okay so one choice if you haven't seen it is the american president michael douglas i feel like that film is like 90s 95 to be exact okay yeah another 90s classic for you and then the second choice is charlie wilson's war tom hanks julia roberts cool yeah you can find both those on netflix on netflix okay that's oh. cool. cool i don't i didn't pick yours out so i'm just going to give them to you offline at some stage <sighs> i know sorry i actually like t- just totally forgot about picking out some movies don't worry though it'll be fine <sighs> no it's fine I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. you're not sorry. No, Julie, no, sorry i look forward to those choices oh, i'm glad and uh, hopefully we'll have some nice effing weather this week. Um, so our, we- our weekly weather report. Yeah, our weekly weather report. Love Island finished last night. Who won? I didn't actually see who won. <sighs> this will be a spoiler now. So if you don't want to know who won, if you haven't watched it or her, have your head in some kind of sand. But it was fucking Millie and and. Uh, I can't even think of his name. We've been watching it every fucking night for the last six weeks. Millie 
and the Welsh lad. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh well, that's fine. They were the most. They were the most non-offensive. I think of a lot of them. I just as long as I. I actually really wanted Toby and um, (laughs) literally can't even. Do you know who I'm talking about, though? No, I don't actually. Um, I I just didn't want that psycho Faye to not win because she's an absolute nut, and the less we see her, the better. I actually so. felt so sorry for Faye. I feel sorry no. for a lot of people that like. Feel, the only yeah. one I feel sorry for is your man Teddy stuck with her because she's going well, to be dragging Teddy out with him for the actually, next five years. See, the problem with this is, right, this, this program is that people argue in private. And like this program basically shows up everyone's arguments. And like from an outsider's point of view, sometimes if you're looking, you're just like, oh, my God, like they're actually like she did go way over the top and she needs to like maybe, you know, do some sort of therapy or some kind of there's a lot seems to be going on with her in her own sort of her own internal kind of self-esteem and stuff like that. She's like talked about that as well. She's she's like she's a she's like a, a horrible mix of like extreme self-esteem issues and also extreme narcissism like in that she just can never accept that she's in the wrong like but like she you... did actually say she was wrong about it, it i mean how many days after it happened was she like it, it looked like producer sat down and said look admit you're wrong because the public hates you See, and you're not getting anywhere really, like that's know? what's really dangerous about this series though as well is like people like have actually gone like you're like just absolutely berating her on social media and like fair enough you know she didn't behave like she kind of was a bit like lost the head um in there but like loads of them lost the head and like fucking toby like mugged off like two women two or three women in there and like do you know, it's it's no one's acting really well, um, or like there's yeah, very oh, few yeah. of them like, that were like very few of them came but, out there unscathed, like yeah, yeah. and like, they all showed is, horrible and, aspects of themselves. I know that's it, like, and it's gonna be you know in the in the atmosphere forever. Yeah, and uh, I just kind of feel like it's they don't realize like the hate that's gone on online, like what could eventually hit them when they leave yeah yeah. and that's not to say like you shouldn't do stuff because of social media it's like i think like the backlash especially like after the football and everything like the stuff on social media saying about certain like people on in the house was just like oh my god reading the comments was just like these people will eventually see these comments like you know um yeah, horrible. But anyway, it's over. That's another series done of Love Island. Bye forever. Yes, hopefully the last one year. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But uh, yeah, no, that's that's yeah. Hopefully it's uh. Well, see, the problem now is that it's become too uh, too produced and too mechanized, kind of. Too me- Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's become less about the people and more or less and more about like ITV's, you know, celebrity making machine. You know, all. The merch, all doing, the yeah, merchandising, all, all that shit and all that's real. You know, yeah, it's all come out of the woodwork that, like, you know, 
they basically they had production meetings every day with, with the cast because that's all the years of leading cast now um and that like they're talking about like giving them all spin-off reality shows even before the show's even left like so it's yeah that's all it is now it's just a reality tv stepping stone for people yeah you know? and like they all have kind of i mean some of them went in with possible deals and exactly but like the merchandising in terms of like you can buy all of their clothes and all of their like towels and their like water bottles and stuff you can buy yeah all everything that they have in the like that isn't the actual villa bricks itself yeah so it's just it's bizarre but anyway look uh (laughs) i guess we'll finish it there (laughs) rant 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 um but yeah it was great (laughs) talking to you and uh oh yeah i'm going to Galway this weekend so i'll have uh, more news for you uh next next week Cool. Well, enjoy yourself and go away. Thank you. Mm. And we will, yeah, we will talk to you guys next week. Everyone have a lovely week. Bye. Bye.